Star jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast aye, shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. You should be able to hear the magnetic resonance. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening. Whatever is relevant to the part of the world you are in, indeed, welcome to the event horizon, the impossible happen. During this week of time, as we delve into the worlds of science, tragedy, and science, and all the and I'm your other host, Susan Fox. Our, our guest today is Samuel Fishman, and he is the producer and creator of Sick Cat, which is sort of, um, I would characterize it, and tell me, Samuel, is it accurate? You know, you are, this is, this is amazing. You're the first person to use the term grindhouse with regards to Cicada Madness, and I, I actually think that's quite brilliant. Um, so thank you for that description. That would, that would fit. It definitely would fit for the Fraternity House episode, uh, and it definitely fits for specific sections of the other of the other episodes. So I, I, I like that. I, I, may, I may steal that from you. It is no theft. It is really good. <laughs> Where did you start? Get this idea I'll walk you through it because it really, it's a really interesting unfolding of events. Uh, I, I had created a piece called End of Time that was like the first, my first major like rock and roll production uh, concept album, uh, that sort of genre. And I finished it, a year went by, I was sitting with it and I said, all right, I got to do another, I got to do another thing. So initially, what is now Cicada Madness, it started off as something that I wanted to create as an homage to like Twilight Zone. But I wanted to do it in an audio format and I wanted to incorporate music into it. So what happened was I started thinking about Twilight Zone and how it's centered around fear and different fears that people have. Um, and I started thinking about my own fears, one of them being cicadas, very afraid of cicadas. <laughs> when, I, when I was young, I had a run-in with a cicada, flew right into my face. I must have been like maybe seven years old. Yeah. And I saw this thing. I saw this thing up close and personal, and it freaked me out. I've been afraid of them. And I said, what better way to tackle my fear than to do an entire project on it? So... That's I settled on it. I said, okay, we're going to do Cicada Madness. And that's, you know, I, I found some other musicians. I found some voice actors and they, I, st I, I wrote the script out. I, I had someone look it over to, you know, make sure it was all right and ready to go. And yeah, so it was a lot of like self-reflection and I want it to be also a bit more lighthearted 
as opposed to my first project end of time, which was very serious and asking life's big questions. And I was like, I need to change a pace here. So all those factors combined. Pretty awesome stuff. The idea of mixing sort of a twilight zone interest with heavy metal. I mean, just, just steering the whole thing over into, uh, into grindhouse genre. I think, um, I, I, I don't know how you feel, but I, I do feel that heavy metal music tends to go well with the grindhouse sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even, I guess Rob Zombie would be a really good, yeah. uh, yeah, he would really be, uh, I mean, who knows? He might be into it, but that's, uh, <laughs> you know, he might the want whole... to do the next <laughs> well, it's either ask it's either Rob Zombie or John Cicada. Cicada, Kenny. John Cicada. <laughs> no, either. not heavy metal. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's very visceral. I, when you're dealing with only audio, it, it you, you gotta, you know, I, I think audio can be actually scarier uh, well, in a lot of ways. Special effects are all between your ears. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It's like in in. Uh beginning of episode four uh one character is trying to rescue another one and uh uh she manages to get her up the stairs all except for yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god should we should we listen to some of that yeah, now we can play that clip you know just to give you a feel of, of of what uh cicada madness is all about here's the here's the intro in that short sequence over the past 17 years Weather patterns have become more erratic than usual. Tornadoes, hurricanes, tsunamis, and yes, even acid rains have been changing our planet. Lurking underground for all those years in the safety and solitude of their subterranean lairs, the cicadas patiently await their cue to surface as they suck up nutrients from the soil and grow. There's no telling how big they'll get by the time they emerge. Look out below. This is Cicada Madness. You're listening to Episode 4, The Cowboy and the Cicadas. That was that was intense stuff. 
And you can see what I mean. It's it's the pacing of it and the presentational delivery, if if I can use that that phrase in the, in the beginnings of cinema. It would shoot everything on stage, and you'd have a fixed camera, and you would have the actors would be projecting to the back row because that's what because acting that's was. What, yeah, the that's what theater was, mm. and you get that same sort of feel from the performance. That, that's 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 a, a really good observation. Uh, and it reminds me more about the process. If if you're curious about sort of the Absolutely. studio, oh yeah. Um, so before COVID hit, I was able to get all of the voice actors into studio at the same time. Wow, which which is That's something. Rare. Yeah, exactly. Not something. Not something that happens a lot. But that's my old school tendency. Mm-hmm. Is I want to have the voice actors. I want to have them all there to feed off each other's energy, and. You you picked you picked up on that uh, right away, and that it does have a theatrical element to it. Um, it it's really kind of all over the place. There's a lot of genres that it weaves in and out of, and um, yeah, but that's that's definitely quite accurate of how we recorded it. So, so were the actors uh, people you auditioned or people that you knew? so what so it all started i ended up meeting i ended up meeting rachel and she was the one that took on the role of casting director so i met her actually it's funny because i i went on a few dates with her that's how we first started our relationship and then we were talking about oh i have this project coming up and she's she does a lot of voiceover work and you're very savvy with pro tools and all of that. So we, uh, yeah, we wanted to help each other out. And so she put out audition forms and we got a whole bunch of responses and we just went through them. So, uh, you know, the collaboration is really big, you know, I, it, it, one person can't do it all. It's just not possible. So, yeah, we sure we're finding that out. So the people that you, you got to work on your production and mostly voiceover by, by their general trade. Yeah. But they're local well, to you. So it was good. this, this was when I was in New York city and it was very easy to have access to, you know, for, for, it, for, for in-person stuff, obviously now it's different, but, uh, and I, yeah, I just had like maybe three musicians that I worked with, uh, you know, two singers, that I brought in uh, one of them that I was friends with since high school. Mm-hmm. So we kept in touch. That was Ryan. And, um, and then I had a guitarist slash bassist and this was all done in studio. The recording process was not a whole band playing at once. It was more of the modern way of doing things where it's all one person plays at a time and you layer it. What was that production process like? How long did it take? And uh, how long did it? How long does it take to compose a soundtrack? That that's going to be different, I'm sure, depending on how much music there is and how long the how long the movie is, how many songs you want in the movie. Um, for this, it you know, it's, it, these are these are great questions. Like I reflect back on this, and um, the songs actually came first, and then the so it was like a back and forth. Like I had songs that came first and then the script would match those songs. Then I had songs that came from the script. Uh-huh. So it was a back and forth kind of thing. It took about a year 
to, to so kind have... of float in both directions. Yes. One thing influencing the other. Uh-huh. Uh, and for about a year, a year's time it took. So these are all original songs and no dealing with licensing. There's, there's one cover, actually. There's one cover in there, and it's the Cicada Madness theme song. Which, uh, is, a, which is odd for that to be the one. I know. <laughs> it really is. It, it's strange that that would be the already existing song. And I found it. Uh, there's a band called Blue and the Doctor. Mm-hmm. And their version is more of a... Uh, which is like indie bluegrass sort of but um bump it up 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 that kind of thing and and i said all right i i i messaged them and i said i'm gonna i'm gonna do a like a heavy rock version of this are you cool with that and he's like ah go for it man do it man just tell him it's blue in the doctor i said not a problem not a problem <laughs> so it was indie music to start with so that was good mm-hmm. yeah that was no. really cool well they sound like very cool people and people that we should look into as well. Yeah. So each one of the episodes has a uh, sort of a cartoon animated, you know, animation um, the illustrations for those. Yes. Uh, so the artwork for each episode was done by Kristen Ross. And Kristen was someone that I met my freshman year of college. And we connected. We were, you know, just more introverted. And we just very artsy creative and she's in Colorado now, but I reached out to her. I said, Kristen, uh, I know you're going to do an amazing job on this. I would love to have you do some illustrations for my project. And you couldn't have asked for a better illustrator. She really, she really knows her stuff. And she captured the, she captured the, the B movie kind of feel, you know, it's always gratifying to see a project like this where various aspects of it all come together to create something that's greater than some, greater than some of its parts mm. as you have to describe. Yeah, it, it's a journey, that's for sure. Uh, you have to really trust yourself. And uh, yeah, I, I'm sure as, as both of you can understand, your personnel, I mean, that's everything, who you have on your team. Uh, and I've, I've learned, I've actually learned the hard way that, if you don't have the right people around you, um, things can be quite frustrating and can be very difficult and, and at times toxic. So uh, this project, I was absolutely, absolutely made sure to have people that like I knew uh, some people I didn't know, but that others could vouch for mm-hmm. uh, very, very important. And uh, it's, yeah, sometimes I look back and say, I have no idea how this got put together it just but but it did it you know you trust the process you're asking about the distribution and uh-huh. side of it oh where yeah can, that's, where can we hear it yeah well spotify is is carrying it so that's pr- probably the most popular place to listen to it would be spotify stitcher also has it uh stitcher accepted it right now and then you can go on my website uh cicadamadness.com and you can also scroll through and hear some of the episodes there. You know, when you're making a film, you almost have the distribution in mind. And with this, it's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but this is something that needs to be done and it's <laughs> going to happen. And then I'll sort it out afterwards. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, that was 
that was kind of how it happened. I, that's where the, you know, it's hard to separate the brain. I think when you're in creative mode and you're just like, like you said, this needs to get done. This needs to happen. I can see the vision. Um, but to be thinking about how am I going to distribute it? Who's my audience? You know, to be thinking of that is just, um, for me, I can't do both at the same time. <laughs> it's, so, you know, for, uh, for future projects, having somebody on my team who has a better sense of how to get this to the people that are going to want to listen to it. Definitely something to think about, you know, securing before I jump into it, but this, yeah, this just had to happen. And I'm in the process now of, you know, distributing, finding who really would enjoy this thing. It could be easily could be a Netflix cartoon that (laughs) pushes the boundaries, you know, could be a cult classic. I mean, it's there. It's just, who's going to take a chance on it. That's really what it comes down to. It sounds like your man, your hit man, Joshua Ward on the case. He he is on the case. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Podcasts, you know, can go places. I mean, Look at the live shows in connection with uh, Welcome to Nightmare. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it, it can go nuts. Well, I, I would love, I would love that. <laughs> so yeah. I, I appreciate that very much. I appreciate that you would, that you enjoyed it. That you, you know, you, you see the potential in the in the idea. You see the potential in the. It's just it just hits all the buttons of a lot of standards. Here, you mm. know? It really does. It's horror and bugs and girl. <laughs> grindhouse gore and yeah. heavy metal there <laughs> it was it was really funny in the studio listening you, you just reminded me of of the, the gory aspect of it which even though you're not seeing anything um the animation has for the for the frat house really you can see some of that gore but then the sound effects when i first heard the sound of the watermelon being squished it really sounds like somebody's head is just exploding. Um, so we, it really is, the sound effect is a watermelon just being hit. <laughs> that's, that's a relief. That, that's actually that, kind yeah, of good Thank you very much. <laughs> I know, yeah, it gives you the ooby-jeebies, whatever. <laughs> ooby-jeebies, that will work. That's, that's, that's now in our vocabulary. Ooby-jeebies. It's just made, it just made up. So um, what you're working on now? What's next? What's next? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, You've got some that. ideas in your head for, for uh, what you might follow it up with. Cicadas, the next generation. It could, anything's possible, right? I mean, for for this, uh, actually, you mentioned doing like a follow-up to the cicadas with maybe the next generation of cicadas. Uh, Brood, Brood X is coming this spring. And Brood okay. X is the <laughs> the largest... North American brood of 17 year cicadas. So it's going to be, I think it spans like 12 States. Um, So I was thinking of maybe doing like one new episode done in a slightly different style, but referencing brood X and maybe they're all tiny, like maybe they're all normal sized cicadas instead of giant ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's some other like tremors, you know, Tremors 2 versus Tremors right. 1. Right. So we'll see. Yeah, that, 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 might, that might happen. Something along those lines, but can't, I can't promise anything. 
Hey, thanks for having me. This was really, really fun. This was really cool. You have been listening to episode 213 of Sci-Fi Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for January 30th, 2021. Our guest today has been Samuel Fishman, the producer, writer, and composer of something that can only be described as Grindhouse Radio, a heavy metal audio dramatic production called Cicada Madness. You can hear all four parts at cicadamadness.com. It's also available on Stitcher and Spotify. Your hosts were Sci-Fi Radio executive producer Susan Fox and station manager Gene Turnbow. This episode will air again at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow afternoon, that's Sunday, and two more times on the following Thursday and Saturday mornings at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Once all the airtimes have passed, we'll find this episode and others on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our own website at sci-fi.radio as podcasts. Sci-Fi Radio is listener-supported sci-fi geek culture radio. If you liked this evening's program and enjoy listening to Sci-Fi Radio, please go to patreon.com slash sci-fi radio and contribute whatever you can. We live or die on your contributions, and we appreciate your support. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was played by science fiction illustrator Mark Schurmeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire. The navigator was Christine Cherry. And the captain was voiced by science fiction grandmaster Larry Niven. This program is copyright 2021 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon on Sci-Fi Radio. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.